to Criminal Curiosity, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Jade, and thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute planet Earth to me. So there's a thunderstorm slash tornado happening where I live for like the next three days. So if you hear thunder, and if I stop and get frightened, it's because of Mother Nature doing what Mother Nature loves to do. So I just wanted to let you know because it's been rumbling this entire day. So anyway, today's case is about Jolie Musa, so let's get started. Jolie Musa was born on March 21st, 2001 to her parents, Cyril Musa and Sarita Stewart. Jolie has a twin sister named Zanae. They were really, really close siblings, you know, they did everything together, you know, they were twins after all, and they never spent more than 12 hours apart. Jolie was a student at the Mount Vernon High School in Alexandria, Virginia. She was described as a happy, cheerful person, and she would always make people smile. On January 12th, 2018, the day started like any other day for them. They went to school and came back home, like they do every single day. Zanae, her twin sister, said after school is when she noticed that her sister seemed to be thinking a lot like something was wrong, and she was distracted. And, you know, she was like, yeah, maybe something is wrong with my sister. At about 4.30 p.m., they were sitting, doing each other's hair, when Jolie got up abruptly, just got up out of nowhere, and after receiving a Snapchat, and told her sister that she would be right back. Zanae said she found it weird how her sister just got up and left immediately after receiving a Snapchat. She said her sister was Snapchatting someone throughout the day, but she didn't know who it was. She didn't think anything of it, because Jolie did say that she was coming back. At around 8 p.m. on January 12th, Zanae gets a text from her sister saying that she was going to be going to a party in Norfolk. And Norfolk is about 200 miles from where Jolie lived in Alexandria, so it's about a three-hour drive. Her sister thought that the fact that she was going to a party that was three hours away was weird. And... It was even weird when Jolie didn't return home that night. On January 13th, there was no sign of Jolie, so her parents filed a missing persons report with the police, and the police thought right away that Jolie was a runaway. They believed this because Jolie left her house out of her own will. Therefore, she just ran away, and there's nothing wrong with her. But her parents and her sister knew that there was no way she was just going to run away with no reason. But police thought nothing was wrong with her, that she was in no danger and she was just a runaway. Her family was upset because her case wasn't being taken seriously at all. Now, when a minor goes missing, there is usually an Amber Alert to alert people to be on the lookout for this missing person. When Jolie went missing, they didn't make an Amber Alert. They didn't even say that she was missing at all. And people found out about how they were treating her case, they received a lot of backlash, and the police explained that there are certain requirements that have to be met for an Amber Alert to be issued. One requirement is that there has to be evidence of an abduction, and seeing as Jolie left her own house 
To them, there is no evidence that she was abducted. There are some guidelines on the Amber Alert website that tells you how they would be able to issue an Amber Alert. Four days after Jolie's disappearance, the FBI gets involved. And 10 days later, on January 25th, 2018, there was a body discovered in Woodland Park, which was less than a mile from Jolie's house. The body was buried in leaves, and the body was discovered because authorities were doing a search through this park. They then identified the body as Jolie Musa. Authorities searched this park two times. The first time, they didn't find anything, and the second time around, they found her body. Now, the case... I don't even know what this case was, because... It wasn't technically a missing persons case, but the case was now a homicide investigation. Right away, the police get a tip from a 13-year-old boy. He claimed that he was playing basketball at Woodlawn Park on January 12, 2018. He said while playing basketball, a man came up to him and asked to borrow his phone. The boy said he gave the man his phone and the man made a call and gave the phone back to him. When police got a hold of the phone, they found out that the call made was a call made to Jolie's phone. The call had been made at around 5.24pm, and the boy gave a description of the man. He said that he was an African-American man who was about 6 feet tall. Police learned that Jolie did have an on-again, off-again boyfriend named Nibiu Ibrahim. He was 18, and he went to the same school as Jolie. They didn't have the best relationship, it was extremely toxic. Before her murder, he was charged with two different assault charges against Jolene. The first one was a assault charge and the second was a strangulation assault charge. He strangled her to the point where she passed out and police placed a no contact order on Nibiu against Jolene. Mount Vernon High School didn't really want anything to do with the whole relationship. Um, or kind of their whole situation, so they expelled Nibiu and placed him into a alternative school. And Nibiu was really into playing basketball, something that he just loved doing, and he played at his high school, and the school that he was attending now didn't have basketball, so that made him angry. Um, so Jolie said the motive as to why he strangled her is because she was trying to break up with him, and he didn't like that. He was angry, and he just wouldn't let her do that. One day after the FBI joined the investigation, authorities brought Nibiu in for questioning because of the assault charges. Authorities questioned Nibiu for five hours and then he confessed to murdering Jolie. According to Nibiu, him and Jolie had been snapchatting a lot that day, which wasn't supposed to happen because of the no contact order. Nibiu had been the one to ask a 13-year-old boy to borrow his phone in order to call Jolie and tell her to meet him at Woodland Park. Nibiu told authorities how he was feeling in that moment. He said, quote, You know, you're in a heat of passion. You're just in a blind rage. End quote. He told the police that they were walking together through the park, and Jolie had walked in front of Nibiu. And then, as he puts it, he puts her in a, quote, MMA-style chokehold, end quote, and started choking her. He said, quote, I started choking her out more and more to the point where it was like, I just don't know what drove me to that point, end quote. 
Nibiru said after strangling her to the point of unconsciousness, he strangled her two more times after that just to make sure she was dead. He then picked up her body and carried her into the woods and covered her body in leaves and debris. Police asked why he never called the police, and he said, quote, You can't just call someone. What are you supposed to say? Oh, I just killed somebody? End quote. The text message that Jolie's sister got saying that she was going to be at a party in Northfolk, Nabiu confessed saying that after he disposed of Jolie's body, he had been the one to take her phone and send the message to her sister. He then took the SIM card out of Jolie's phone and placed it in a weighted bag and threw it into the pond. Nabiu said the reason he did this was so that there was no trace of him and Jolie being in contact. Nabiu had returned to her body within the six-day period of her murder. That was in between January 12th and January 18th. He returned and brought a chef's knife and attempted to dig a shallow grave in order to place her in there so she would less likely to be seen. According to Nabiu, um, it was because he had to transfer schools and attend a school that didn't have a basketball program so he couldn't play basketball anymore. According to Jolie's sister, she said that Jolie did feel guilty for Nibiu having to transfer school. Like, she just felt guilty for it happening, and she felt like she was the reason why it happened. And he would make her feel guilty about it as well. He would always bring it up, he would always blame it on her. Jolie's family say that they were unaware of the emotional toll that Nibiu had on Jolie. Jolie's sister says that Nibiu would literally stalk Jolie. He would call and text her from different random numbers, and people that went to school with both Jolie and Nabiu said that they never pictured Nabiu would be the type of person to murder someone. That's literally what everyone says. Oh, I don't think he would ever do it. Mmm, mmm, don't be so sure on that. Nabiu pleaded guilty for the murder of Jolie Musa on... September 4th, 2019, and was sentenced to 99 years in prison and won't be eligible for parole until until he is 60 years old, and at the time, he was 18. Nabiu spoke at the sentencing, where he apologized for what he did, you know, not that it can bring a person back or make a difference, but no one, no one really believed his apology. Jolie's mom has become an advocate for young girls to help end the fight against domestic violence. Her mom says, quote, I think a lot of battered women and young girls, they don't realize that they want to believe he loves you and is going to be there for you. And he would never do something like that. Yeah, he gets angry, but he would never do this. I just don't want another young child or any woman or person to go through this. It was a senseless death. Jolie's death was senseless. End quote. There is a Facebook page called Justice for Jolie, and I will have that in the description box below if you want to check it out. And that is the end of today's story. It was a very short story um, because there's not much information on this case, but I I do want to cover more cases with um, people of color because those are often brushed under the rug a lot more and that's why it was so hard for me to find any information on this case simply because it's a person of color and that's what the media does they never show those type of things but I just saw lightning oh my gosh (laughs) but if you guys 
have any cases like that, you can always suggest them to me. And Thunder is clapping. But I I find it so wrong and sad that Nabiu felt that he could manipulate Jolie and make her feel like she's the reason that everything that happened in his life was because of her. And that his life was suddenly over because, what, he couldn't play basketball? So he decided to end her life. I don't get how someone has two assault charges against them because they chose to do that and they can't take the punishment that comes with it. So they decide to blame someone for their wrongdoing and end their life. All the time in cases like this where someone is murdered by their abusers, people always say that they can't imagine they did this. This person is so nice. I could never imagine they would do this and of course you don't want to believe the worst about people but people do things people say things that prove that if they do this if they say this they can do far worse things if you are in a situation like this well in so many cases people go through the physical mental emotional abuse in relationships and don't want to tell anyone because they feel like a burden or they don't want to bring their problems onto other people And um, a lot of the times people do speak up and lose their lives and people don't speak up and lose their lives. And it's such a scary situation. And I hope anyone listening to this case today, it makes you realize that you have a voice and you can tell someone what is happening. And if you feel like telling someone what is happening to you is a burden, I am so sorry that that is happening to you. Just be careful with who you hang out with and surround yourself with. Always tell someone where you are going and who you're meeting with it makes a difference. Um, There is even the little share location thing with Apple phones. Um, I use that a lot on my sister. You know, that way you can know where someone is at all the time because it, it does make a difference and it does ease your mind a little bit knowing where someone is. I would love to know what you guys think of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And again, I'm so sorry that this case is so short. I hate when I record it and it's like extremely short. I I hate it. But it means the absolute planet Earth that you guys listened. Stay tuned for next week's episode that comes out every Thursday. You can request any case that spark your interest on my Instagram at criminalcuriositypod where you can see the pictures of the case behind the scenes or just to keep up with what's going on. I also have an email where you can request cases as well, and that will be in the description box below. It's just criminalcuriositypod at gmail.com. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review because that would mean a lot to me. And please be safe out there, look out for one another, and until next time, bye everyone.